0: You are listening to Wine and Dime, the podcast that combines two passions, wine and personal finance with your host, Amy Irvine. Amy is a certified financial planner and owner of
1: Rooted Planning Group and author of Uncork Your Finances. You can learn more about Amy by heading over to the website, www.rootedpg.com. And now on to the show. Take it away, Amy.
0: Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine and Carrie Bean. Thank you for taking time once again, Carrie, out of your busy day. We are so excited to do another joint session between Wine and Dime and Strong Roots. And today we're going to be talking about couples and money. But before we do that, let's talk about wine. When I was out visiting you, we tried a couple different kinds and I understand you are now fully converted to the dry side. Is that correct?
1: Yes. I did cheat a little and have some sweet this past week, but it was just because (laughs) I have it and you can't let it go to waste. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's right. We're, we're not, we're economic majors, right? We don't want everything, anything to go to waste. That's right. So, Carrie, um, part of our program here at uh, Rooted Planning Group, we do some financial education with both group planning as well as um, we have an online program that is about being fiscally fit. And one of the topics that's in that program is about couples and money. Have you ever noticed that when you're working with couples, sometimes um, (laughs) you feel like a marriage therapist because you're sitting in the room and they're talking about money from very, very different angles? Yes, of course. (laughs) and it might be because of their upbringing right yeah. i mean it might be the psychology that each of them has the different psychology each of them has around money but it also could just be that maybe one has more education than the other but i know um i know that that often money is also often one of the hot topics within a marriage and it i think the statistic that i read recently was something around um 50% of marriages uh that are failing you know, have monetary issues. And then I read another another article that said it's the second um, highest reason listed for divorces and um, in, in kind of trades back and forth between infidelity and money issues. But one of the highest for argument issues. I thought that was a really interesting statistic when I read that. What do you think causes that?
1: Well, I think when I think about my own marriage and then, and then working with people and clients and stuff. I really think it's just a lack of communication because in our society, Mm -hmm. people don't, I mean, it's it's a taboo subject anyway. No one wants to talk about money. Everybody will talk about everything under the sun except their personal finances. And it's just something people are embarrassed about. And then I think that that carries over into, or it can carry over into relationships and either you don't want to share your baggage Mm -hmm. or, your beliefs, because the other has a different belief. It, it is hard to combine beliefs and strategies, especially early on.
0: Yeah, you you write a blog um, that goes out every once in a while called Healthy Wealthy. And a lot of the tips that you have in that blog are always relating back to sort of making healthy decisions for around fitness, around eating well. But communication is a big piece about being healthy and wealthy as well. Like you said, there's, there seems to be a lack of communication. Um, we, we teach a class called called couples and money. And one of the items that we talk about in that class is about bridging the conflict, which is what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. right? The whole communication piece. And do you ever notice like when you're really stressed about something and how tense you become about it? I mean, you just, you don't even maybe realize it until after the fact, but you just have this really, you know, internal tenseness and it, it sort of seeps out of your skin <laughs> a little bit and maybe on yeah. your attitude. <laughs> Speaking of how I felt on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so when when couples start to have that tenseness around money, like they aren't on the same page with what the purpose of money is in the marriage or they don't have priorities clearly defined, it really does affect the relationship. Do you find that when we're um, doing the class or when you're working with couples that when you ask them questions about their money, that they often kind of just look at each other and, you know, don't, don't really know how to answer that question.
1: Yeah, I mean when I think about the couples that we're working with right now and and even people that I know that I don't work with, it oftentimes seems like there hasn't been a serious either, either there hasn't been a serious conversation about priorities at all. And even and I, and the other thing that I've noticed is sometimes the couple and and the the, the couple wants individually they want the same things. But because they haven't taken the time to have a serious conversation about it, they don't even realize it. And I think about early on Mm -hmm. when I was married and young, it wasn't that we fought a lot about money. It's just that there wasn't a serious conversation about, hey, these are the priorities. And Mm -hmm. when you go out in the world and you're on your own, you're making decisions as an individual that will affect your plan as a couple. And if you don't talk about that, you know, even if you said, I remember at one point we decided, well, anything over like a hundred bucks, let's, let's talk about other than that, buy what you want. And sure, that's a good strategy, but there was never early on, there was never a serious conversation about goals and, and things like that. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we were just spending our money and if one of us wanted to buy something, we would and. I don't know. I think when you don't prioritize or talk about it, it even if you have the same goals, you don't a problem, even know right? it. Yeah. 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 Over the years I figured out like Alan and I, we actually do want the same things and like he's wanted a boat for years and years and I want him <laughs> to have a boat, but when we have that discussion. Okay. These are the priorities you know, I'm not the bad guy that says, Oh, you can't have a boat because we've had the discussion like, well, this is the priority and we're not gonna buy a boat. It's not because I don't want him to have a boat or, or he doesn't want me to have something. It's because as a couple we've made that decision like okay, this comes before whatever A, B, and C. So
0: Well, and some of it comes down to wants versus needs too, mm-hmm. right? You have right. two two young kids that have college coming up, Mm -hmm. you you know, you have some other goals that are just going to take priority for now. It's not a, it's not a never, it's a for now, right? It's a, it's a situation where we just have to time it, um, at some point in time. right? Yes. So when you think about, um, again, some of the couples that, that we've worked, we've worked with, um, I guess what I like to do, and I think you do as well, I love to ask couples to define both common and separate goals. Because because as a, as a couple, I mean, yeah, we have our common goals, but it's like you just said, the boat, that's, it's not necessarily something you would pick if Alan didn't want it, but it mm-hmm. is a goal as a family, but it's kind of a separate goal to a certain extent. Yeah. So, I love to talk to people about where's the commonality. Let's plan for that first. And then where are those separate goals? Let's plan for that separate. Because then people aren't like, well, she spent money on this. So I'm going to spend money on that. or he spent money on that. So I'm going to spend money on this. So let's kind of break it down for folks that are listening. What would be some of the common areas that we would want people to be thinking about? I know I always say like emergency funds is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, retirement goals, although that could be both common and it could be separate because one might want to retire earlier than the other, or one might re- want to retire differently than the other. Yeah. Um, lifestyle goals, like in case of death or disability. Mm-hmm.
1: The other one that
0: Those we are do really is, um,
1: like, just for simplicity reasons, which some people may think it's, it's harder to have more than one savings account, but we have, like, five, and one of them is a, a vacation savings account because it's important to us mm. that we vacation. So mm-hmm. that money is there, and there have been times when there was money in the vacation account, They got used for something else because, you know, of life. Um, So we didn't get to go on vacation that year. Um, But so those are, it's it's a priorities thing. And every couple's different too. Like Alan and I kind of do our goals together. um, Mm -hmm. But obviously the boat's a good example of that's an individual goal for him. Of course I'll participate, but at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. that's an Alan goal. You know, and my goal but is that's to an travel agree, more, that,
0: So Exactly. Exactly. I was gonna say, but that's a goal that you guys have agreed to um, mm-hmm. together, but they right. are separate goals at the same time. And, right. and those discretionary goals, like what you're talking about, the travel, the boat, you know, those discretionary, that's where I find a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. The yeah. basic needs... Are usually in agreement. But the conflict I often see is in that discretionary. Because, you know, I joke about the fact that give me a good massage, a good glass of wine, and a pedicure, and I don't know how much happier I could be. (laughs) Now, I love my husband. I love spending time with him. But if you want to treat me, like that's the way to treat me. Yeah. You know, but he's got different, you know, things that he loves to do. And so, that But that's all discretionary. And if we don't have the money, then I'm not going to go out and, and do those kinds of things. And nor, nor would he. Yeah.
1: I think that's where the conflict happens. It's the behind the back or... Yeah. Or the rationalizing in your own mind. Because so, you know, my spouse did this. So just forget it. Forget the plan. I'm doing what I want. Mm-hmm. That's where... And I've seen that happen a lot. And it's, it's hard because they they then don't make the real important goals because they're they're going back and forth and they're not sh- coming together to meet the important goals. So then they're working on their own goals
0: without mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. coming together. Now, do you guys have a money date night or a money date time?
1: Yes, about once a month we'll do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do.
0: Yep. Do you talk about... I know a lot of times when we're doing our, our couples and money class, we'll say, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, communication is a big piece of this, right? So if somebody thinks that it's really, really important, do you guys talk about why you believe it's important when you have those money dates?
1: For us, and I would imagine for most people, there's normally one, one of the spouses you know, not normally both are keeping up with everything. Now, if they are, that's Mm -hmm. great, but that doesn't seem to be how (laughs) you don't normally have two, two people that are super into it in our situation. Mm -hmm. Obviously I'm really into it. I track everything. I keep up with our, uh, what we spend our money on. And then the way we do it is we have one checking account that we just kind of live out of. And the other one that we pay bills out of, um, And so, on a day-in, day-out basis, we're just using one checking account and we share it. So, I'll just, throughout the month, we don't need to have a meeting, you know, unless something major happens. But I'll just shoot him a text, like, hey, checking account balance is blah, blah, blah. So, he's not worried. We're on the same page. Mm -hmm. When we both get Mm -hmm. off work that day, we both know what's available to us. We know when we're getting paid. You know, it's just it doesn't, you don't have to have a major full sit down meeting every week, like a simple text message. This is where we're at this week,
0: you know? um. And that's something that you guys developed as a how to communicate, right? So, you know, sometimes it's as simple as as saying, well, how do we communicate about money? Mm -hmm. And you guys have developed this method of communication to keep each other on the same page. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it hasn't been like, that's been a work of art, right? And, and and it it didn't develop like one day you woke up and said, Hey, we'll we'll communicate this way. It sort of developed Mm -hmm. over time. You kind of played with different ways to what's doable. Like how do you keep each other in the loop and how is it, how is that communication sustainable with each other so that one person isn't getting frustrated that it's so much information and the other person isn't getting frustrated providing so much information Mm -hmm. when it's not needed
1: or wanted. The psychology side of it the other thing that can happen is if you're the person that keeps up with it then you have the capability of not being totally up forth and on, like upfront and honest like mm,
0: that's um, true
1: you know not that I'm a dishonest person and I hide things but whenever I when we talk about what we spend our money on I literally talk about every category. And I've made a category for entertainment and things like that. And what I've come to realize is not only is it better for, for us to be open and in front, really, when you love your spouse, you do want them to go do those things that make them happy.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes, it's, yes. Absolutely. It, it
1: actually makes life so much easier when you, when you do love someone and you want them to be happy. I want him to go do those things. You know, I don't want him mm-hmm. to feel like, well, I can't spend money on that. Cause the money police will get on to me. That's not <laughs> it at all. It's, you know, because we, <laughs> because we've done all this work ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want him to do those things and he wants me to do those things. Um, so it just makes it, and it does take a lot of practice. Um,
0: yeah. Just, yeah. Now, Do you guys ever, I mean, I guess when you were setting up, you know, your communication or at any point in time, was there ever a discussion about how to address when there is conflict? Because with kids, I would imagine that from time to time, there's conflict <laughs> too. on, you know, like what to spend on some of that stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm sure there it's been, we've been doing this for so long. It's, I mean, I look back and think Mm -hmm. I'm sure there was. Um, and ironically that some of the biggest, I would say the biggest financial mistakes we've made were me, (laughs) (laughs) the financial person.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, that's why you became a financial planner, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: that's, you know, I, I think I'm an overanalyzer, whereas once he makes a decision, decisions made, we can move on with our lives. And that may be our <laughs> major source of conflict is I, over, I overthink it. And then I'm laying there and i thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, we got to do this, this and this. And and he's <laughs> he's like, well, we decided a year ago this is what we're going to do. So let's just stick to our original plan that we came up with a year ago. OK, mm-hmm. OK,
0: yeah, let's do that. <laughs> When we think about monies and couples and money, though, uh, you know, there's like, I'm a processor, like it takes me a couple of days and whenever I, I'm never good at those um, infomercial type things where buy now and you'll save $20, you know, but it's limited time (laughs) or whatever. That always makes me feel so pressured. Um, and fortunately Brent's the same way Uh, let me think about it Mm -hmm. you know I gotta think about it Um, but I have seen you know in working with couples where one person is like that where it's I'm not comfortable let me think about it let me talk about it but then other the other person's like just do it that's exactly us
1: Alan's bought things off of infomercials on TV and (laughs) And it's a great deal. Like, he's such a genuine, nice person that he believes a lot of people. He like he, he thinks he takes people for what they say they are. Um, and so he, <laughs> early on in our marriage, I can't believe <laughs> you said that, he he bought a piece of exercise, little exercise thing that he saw on an info <laughs> Which I didn't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's funny that you say that because I know you didn't know that. You know, it was like three easy payments of nineteen ninety five or something like that. and we had it forever and he he never used it and you know I'm poking fun at him but it really did really did happen whereas if you if if you back me in a corner and tell me I have to buy something that almost guarantees that I'm not gonna buy it like don't tell me I have to buy something that happened to me recently I was gonna buy this people were selling like these really nice blinds, and we don't have blondes in our house and I was like, well, I'll think about it or whatever. Well, they try to use that sales tactic where they call like, hey, we have to turn this order in today. And was very...
0: If you want to get this price.
1: Yes. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well, don't call me again because I'm not going to make a decision about that today. Like, take me off your list. (laughs) That's your sales tactic. (laughs) Because if you back me in a corner, (laughs) my answer is no.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, That is so funny. I love that. I mean, I didn't know that about Alan, So that makes it even funnier. But um, yeah. yeah, I, you know, and that, that, when we talk about, a, talk about monies and money and couples or couples and money, I think a big way, and again, I go back to that communication that you were mentioning a big way to ensure that it doesn't create a fight is to talk about how to address the conflicts with each other and come up with different ways to, you know, communicate about those conflicts. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so where, I mean, you know, I've been married almost 25 years and I can I can give you certain aspects of things that Brent and I are going to have conflicts about and that we, you know, that we're, they're going to, it's going to be one of those things where I know he's not going to like this, but I'm going to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'll come home and I'll say, I know you, I know you don't like this, but I went ahead and did this, you know? It's not so much about money, but just things that he doesn't want to do. So, and I know he doesn't want to do it. So I just do it without him because, you know, that's, that's something that we've talked about over time. Like if, just because you know, he doesn't like it doesn't mean I don't like it. So I'll, mm. I'll do things on my own. But again, that's, that's things that we've learned to talk about and that we've said to each other, well, this is something you don't like. So I'm going to do this on my own. And, you know, Brent will do stuff that I don't like by himself because I don't, don't it's not my thing, but we've talked about that and we've addressed that and we've defined what is conflict and we've defined you know, how we're gonna handle that so that there's not and, and that's true around money too, although I feel so fortunate because the two of us really don't have like you and Alan, you know, we communicate so much about money, whether he wants to or not, mm-hmm. that yeah um, we just we just don't tend to have conflict. And and I don't think we ever did because we've always talked about money. It's uh, people that have listened to this podcast before and you know this about me, I have this horrible like bag lady syndrome. Like even though I save and we have money set aside and I teach this stuff, you know, the whole psychology of money that I'm just terrified that if I don't do all the things right, that I'm going to be this bag lady. So my spending habits tend to be around saving. And so it's not common for me to just go out and spend money on something unless I've thought about it and yeah. planned for it. Even like haircuts and stuff for me are like, okay, well, this is how much I have set aside for this month. So I'm going to, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's probably a little too much thought into some of that stuff. But,
1: yeah. That's um, a good trait you know that, y- that y'all both have. We both like struggle. <laughs> We're
0: between,
1: yeah. We struggle. Like we, we tend to like, Things that cost more money, even when you know you shouldn't pay for something like that. And both of our personalities will tend to go that way. And that can be mm-hmm. a problem, too, because, you know, you're just spending money, then it's going to run out. And so
0: that's one bad thing. But you've right. done a good job of making the decision on what those big ticket items are that you're going to have and how it adds value to mm-hmm. your life. And I think that's a piece that, you know, when, when we find that couples are in conflict about money, that's the question that I always go to. So for people that are listening, if you and your spouse are having conflict over money... My my number one recommendation is to sit down and see where your money is going. Like actually, you know, sit down with a spreadsheet. If you need one, let me tell you, Carrie has the most awesome spreadsheet in the <laughs> world for tracking money. Um, she'd be happy to share it with you. But the the idea of even just knowing where your money is going, sitting down with each other, no judgment whatsoever and saying, okay, this is what we have been doing. Where do we value where our money is going? Mm -hmm. How are we going to change this going forward? What's most important to us?
1: I think when you have that conversation, it's like a relief most of the time I see because what they realize Mm -hmm. is, oh, we actually wanted the same things. We were just going in different directions or down a different path to get where we wanted to go. And we were trying to do too many things at once. They normally... Normally married couples want Mm -hmm. the same things. It's just having that Mm -hmm. conversation and making sure that that's what they're actually doing.
0: Right. And the conflict happens when they don't Mm -hmm. going back to that whole point that you made around communication. So Carrie, we have a fall class coming up, which will include the, actually we have some webinars coming up, I believe on um, some lunch and learns coming up that mm-hmm. we'll post in the show notes because we're still squaring those away. But we have some webinars coming up and one of the webinars is actually on couples and money. So we're going di- to dig into this topic a little bit more. Um, any, any thoughts that you want to share uh, around this topic that we haven't covered uh, so far today?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I think that's... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Money is such an emotional thing. Um, you know, we we want people to we, we don't we want the divorce rate to not be because of money. Um, we'd like to actually see the divorce rate go down because of this conflict, and it does come down to communication. But um, this certainly is an area where we see a lot of people um, the issues you know become so big that it's no longer a, a friendly relationship or a, a fun relationship, and 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 we we know that. If we can get through that barrier of what's causing that conflict, then often it it is what you said, Carrie, the uh, people do usually want the same things. They just maybe didn't know how to communicate it. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for our monies and uh, excuse me, our couples and money class classes coming up, webinars coming up. We have lots of exciting stuff coming up this fall. Um, with some some uh, lunch and learns that will be webinars, and we uh, we will be promoting them and announcing them coming up in other uh, podcasts. So stay tuned for those. Visit our website um, if you want that budget worksheet. Just let Carrie or I know. Our uh, email addresses will be actually Carrie. I'll put your email address in the show notes, but it's Carrie K E R R I E at RootedPG.com. She is the spreadsheet queen. So she would be happy to give you that. (laughs) And stay tuned for Healthy Wealthy. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, please hop on over to our website at RootedPG.com and subscribe. And you will get the the weekly newsletter on Monday that includes her Wealthy Healthy tip um, or link to it. And also tips about uh, your student loans and our weekly blog. So Carrie, this is great getting back together. And um, I know um, you mentioned you were maybe sipping on Merlot this evening. Yep. The the wine du jour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll have to come up with a good recommendation. I know Billy Hill has a really good wine um, Merlot around here. So. Um, maybe we'll we'll put that in the show notes for people that are interested. So thanks again. And we hope you enjoyed this edition of Wine and Dime.
1: And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rooted PG for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next time.